0: Welcome back to the Edge Athlete Lounge Podcast. I'm Laura Ohms, and hosting this episode today with Dan Tunn. Dan is co-founder of Dare to Try, a nonprofit that supports people with disabilities and visual impairments to participate in the sport of triathlon. He is also an ambassador for Lululemon. He is an athlete himself, having competed in sprint to Ironman distances, and he's a marathoner as well. Um, He is a USAT-certified coach, And of course, he's an EDGE member as well. Dan is so incredibly friendly. He makes any and everyone who comes in contact with him feel valued and appreciated. He's determined, he's funny, he's an amazing athlete, coach, community builder, leader. I could go on and on, but we need to move on so you can hear from him yourself. So welcome, Dan.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Excited to be here.
0: Yes, I'm so glad that it worked out. We tried like a couple months ago to make this happen, and I think like my family was sick and yeah, the schedules yeah, were a lot crazy. Of going on, yeah, <laughs> including so myself. it was a goal to make this happen in the new year. So. Yeah. So I'm really glad that you're here. Um, so why don't we start with you sharing how you got connected to EDGE in the first place?
1: Yeah, so um, so I officially became a member at EDGE um Pretty much a year ago, from um, yeah January of last year, I was familiar with Edge. Had a lot of, of friends that were already members at Edge. We had some um, of the para athletes that we work with, either coaching there, like Haley um, or Melissa Stockwell, that was using Edge as a recovery center for her uh, for Olympic tr- Paralympic training. But yeah, I got to know uh, some of the coaches um, and uh, you know just good word from from the members themselves and uh yeah it was it was transitioning out of triathlon just to take a little break um from personally training and competing in it and uh wanted to get back into like strictly running and then uh yeah i knew edge had a pretty big run community and some great run coaches so yeah i talked to robin a little bit and um yeah i think through that conversation i was i was pretty sold on it and became a member that day.
0: That's awesome. So yeah. I, I'm trying to think, I think I met you January of last year, January of 2018. So it, you had recently become a member around that time? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really great. And yeah, since then, like Dan is just such a significant part of the community. It's just so fun to have you around. And um, you just, I mentioned in the intro, you're so friendly and I think, you know, people just know who you are and um, you've brought a lot to the team. So, we're appreciative of that. Um, and you have mentioned like the community aspect of being a part of edge has been a really um, crucial part of your life too. So can you say a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know getting into to running because it is such a, and triathlon for that matter is, is such an individualized sport. You know, you're, you're competing, you're out there competing pretty much by yourself. Um, but I know for me when it comes to the training, um, I like to be around people. I like to feed off of people's um their energy, you know, their their work ethic. Um I think that makes me, you know, makes makes that drive for me a little bit stronger. Holds me accountable, definitely. You know, when you have people that you train with or you you know, you're either running or riding alongside them um just to kind of push a little harder or to show up, you know, for rides and runs. But yeah, as far as the community i mean i I grew up um playing a lot of team sports, so um ice hockey was the sport i I grew up playing, and um I loved that sense of teamwork and and i I feel like i I found that immediately at edge with the uh the spring marathon training program granted we you know we do run individually, but you know as you know running in pace groups or being there, just recovering, um, and, you know, sharing training stories or, um, you know, how much you might be sore or things like that, uh, that you felt like you were, you belong to a team to to that community Mm -hmm. too. So it's nice to, to, to have that. You don't feel like you're, you're doing it alone. Um, I know it's, it's harder for me as a person to train, um, by myself. So yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm blessed to be a part of, part of this community. Um, it, it definitely makes me a, a stronger athlete. Uh, you know, I think a better person too. just meeting new, new people, new friends. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been an incredible experience so far.
0: Yeah, that's great. So, so you trained for, for the, during the spring session last year to do Illinois, is that correct? Yeah. That's yeah. Correct. And then and tell us a little bit about your journey running wise last year. Yeah, yeah. So
1: it was, uh, last year, personally for me it was uh it was a tough year it was um there were a lot of tra- changes in my life a lot of transitions um I went through a divorce I I, uh, I I moved out of my house um went back to living with my parents for a little bit until i was situated so so it was it was difficult in that sense and um my outlet to deal with some of those Stressors and um the anxiety that went along with it, and some depression was uh was running was um, yeah it w- was a lot of running um and so I knew that by by participating in the training program and, and being around edge that it was good for me to be i guess around people um to be out to stay social to not i guess isolate and and kind of focus on some of those issues or stressors that I was, I was dealing with at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was incredibly helpful, um, in that sense. Um, yeah, it, as far as the training was tough, I was getting back into running. Um, and so picking up the the volume and the, uh, just the different intensities, um, to train for a marathon w- was tough to get back into. I loved it. Like I loved the training more than the racing. Um, mm. and I, I think, well, for me, like, I mean, that's what that's what takes up the majority of the time, right, is the training. The, the race is one day or a few hours. Um, right. And there's so many variables that are out of your control. You could have, a, you know, bad weather and things like that. So I've learned to love the training and to appreciate that mm. much more, I think, than the race. The race is fun. I mean, that's the, that's the cherry <laughs> on top, I guess, yeah. you know, especially if you have a good race. But, but that process... Um, um, through the training is, is what's really important to me. So,
0: yeah. Have you always yeah. had that mindset that the training is, you know, what, what's most important or is that kind of shifted over time?
1: Yeah. I think, um, I think that was maybe that appreciation has been like, I don't know, subconsciously instilled in me since when I was younger, I think playing team sports. Um, I mean, I played hockey for so long and I was, I was a very small player growing up. Mm -hmm. I keep joking. I feel like I told this a couple times this week, but I wasn't even five feet tall going into high school. So I was I was pretty small. Um, Mm -hmm. And you know, hockey is a very physical sport. Um, And yeah, I wasn't the most talented player out there. I didn't have like a natural talent um, or ability like some people do, but. I know that your you know your skills improve by by working at them right um finding what those challenges or or struggles or you know weaknesses you might have but but focusing on them and then really training um to those things shows improvement and so yeah so I was definitely I guess the workhorse on on the uh the hockey teams growing up I was you know I I loved practicing I loved like skating hard fast and knew that that was my strength um being a smaller player <laughs> like i had to i had to avoid some of the bigger guys out there right uh-huh. so um so yeah so i think that was was sort of instilled in me early like to enjoy the practices i didn't get a lot of playing time um when it when it came to the games but when i went out there yeah i just i kind of gave it you know 110% and and um you know i think it paid off in the long run i became a decent hockey player still playing now. So, um, yeah. And I think that was all because of enjoying the practices and the training and and not just focusing on the, on the games themselves.
0: Yeah. That's really neat. Yeah. yeah. And I'm only asking that because I think like I hear from so many people that, you know, you work, you work hard for this like end result and the result feels like so, um, burdensome in some ways, you know, if you, and especially if you don't get what you want or what you think you want or what you expected to get. And so, Um, yeah, if you can't find that joy in the process, like you're talking about, then, um, then once you get to that point, that ending point, it's like, what did I do all that for? So (laughs) yeah, I think it's just like so special to be able to like have an appreciation for the process and something that I'm certainly learning as an athlete too. So yeah, glad that you said a word on that. Yeah. 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 Um, so you kind of, you mentioned a little bit, like you had a lot of stressors going on last year. You also found edge around that time. Um, would you say, um, running was like in a sense and the community maybe i don't know if this is the right word but the word that came to me was like a life source like something that just was like that special to you at that time
1: yeah yeah absolutely like um yeah it was something that that i i I can kind of reach out and grab onto. i mean like i mean it was in many sense of the word it, it was a lifesaver um for me it was it was an outlet it was um it was a fixture too, you know. It was something that I knew was always um, there in front of me to do. Whether that was going for just a quick jog mm-hmm. outside um, to kind of um, take my mind off of things, or mm-hmm. um, want to feel something just completely different and mm-hmm. go for a hard like track workout, um, and it was it was a little bit of an, an escape sometimes it was to to just try to uh avoid whatever i was feeling at the time sure. or things like that but i mean i think it was it was a it was a healthy escape um absolutely for those things yeah. um so yeah absolutely um a, a life source running for me i don't always like running with headphones i like um i like kind of listening to what's going on around me like for me running is very therapeutic um my mind pretty much shuts off um, when I'm doing that. So it's nice to kind of just take in what's going on around you, whether it's the sounds, the sights, um, you know, all those different senses. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so it's a very grounding, mindful experience for me, and it was yeah. something that kind of helped slow down or stop the, you know, the, you know, the, the chatter that might be going yeah. on in my head sure. or um, overthinking and, and things yeah. like that.
0: So. Yeah, and did you were were you aware of knowing like running with something that like you needed to do or like you knew that that was a helpful tool for you like i'm just pressing a little deeper because yeah. i think you know like a lot of us can relate to being in like you know tough spaces or you know tough dark mental spaces kind of what you're referring to and um and and obviously i mean we all know like exercise can be helpful but yeah. Was that something, did you have to force yourself to do that or was it like an intentional choice or you yeah. gravitated towards it? Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I think some days were definitely harder than others. Um, I mean, I, last year and, and, and in years past, I mean, there's been some pretty low lows where, I mean, I'd stay in bed for, um, days at a time and, mm-hmm. and, you know, whether it was, because I was depressed or just unmotivated or things like that, like, it, you know, th- just sitting up in bed was, um, was a task and, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I no laying there, you can be thinking like, yeah, there's so many things that I should be doing right now that are good for me, like running or doing some sort of physical activity, getting up and walking, just some sort of movement, mm-hmm. um, just to get blood flowing in mm-hmm. my body. Um, but but it is it's difficult you know it's it's difficult to switch um to switch to that mindset and and to actually make those those first initial steps um uh whether that's just sitting up or getting up and you know going to the bathroom or jumping in the shower sure yeah so it it for me it was it was definitely a learning process of of taking things step by step to get out the door to run um mm-hmm. and and it some days it it took maybe all all morning um to, to work myself up, to get out the door. Mm-hmm. But yeah, something I'm still working on. Mornings um, sure. aren't my, my favorite, uh, <laughs> part of the day, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, um, but knowing that there's, you know, you know, things like, like running places like edge to go to, mm-hmm. um, communities to be around, right. um, is, is, is helpful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for yeah sharing a little bit of, um, insight on your experience too. Yeah. We certainly appreciate sure. that. Let's let's jump a little bit to hear about Dare to Try because I wanna sure. make sure we have time to cover. Yeah, I love talking that. about Dare to yeah. Try Yeah. Um and yeah, we were just talking before we recorded actually that it's been like almost ten years since it began, which right. I can't even believe. Um so yeah, can you just share a little bit about like your heart for Dare to Try sure. and whatever you wanna tell us? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um yeah, I guess I can go way back uh I guess to to where we started. Um Yeah, I was working for the Chicago Park District as an adaptive sports coordinator. Um, And uh, yeah, never really knew I wanted to get into adaptive sports until later on in life. I went through basically two different careers in the business field and then as a middle school math teacher and then um, volunteered while I was a teacher and and got into working with people with cognitive disabilities and then um, eventually people with primary physical disabilities or visual impairments. Um, absolutely loved it. Um, I saw that there were a lot of barriers for adaptive sports, um, you know, specialized equipment that's expensive, um, just resources, training opportunities. But it, to me, it was still sports, right? It, It was still an outlet for people to be active, to lead healthier lifestyles. Um, and uh yeah, so I, I I uh there was a position open with the Chicago Park District. I I kind of uh took took a chance and, and applied, got the job, um super happy about and uh still didn't really know what I was doing. But uh yeah, I was there for quite a few years. You kind of learn as you go, you meet those people that have been in the field for a while. And two of those people that I met along the way were uh Carrie Soroda and melissa stockwell and carrie was uh working with great lakes adaptive sports at the time and melissa who is um army veteran um, who had lost her leg from a roadside bomb and she uh, was training for paratriathlon for i believe it was world championships um um, at the time and so um yeah so we kind of all three of us kind of hit it off uh we uh, thought Triathon would be a great sport to add to our existing programs that we were already offering at the two different organizations um so we partnered up uh carrie melissa and i and, and we started offering this as a partnership between the park district and great lakes adaptive sports we didn't know it was going to take off mm. in such a quick uh in such a quick way but yeah so it it, it basically blew up and in, in 2011 uh, we officially became um, a five hundred one c three nonprofit. That's
0: um, awesome. Yeah. And so, like, when you say like it blew up, like can you yeah detail that a little bit? Yeah. Like People just were so attracted to it, or people are like coming out of the woodworks to participate. Yeah. We um,
1: we in two thousand eleven when we wanted to put on our, our first, basically a camp, just to, like mm-hmm. a like a th- two three day camp, um, and we had uh, I think we had. Seven people total that showed up, and we were happy with that. We've got seven people that you know are come to train with us for for a weekend um and I think after that like it's like we joke, but like the word of mouth in adaptive sports is is incredible and I think from um from that opportunity and from just the like the weekly clinics or practices that we were putting on at the time um the buzz in the adaptive sports community was 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 starting to pick up, and people were interested. Like, oh, like you guys have adaptive equipment, or I have a friend who's visually impaired, and and they ha- wanted a bike ride, and I heard you guys have people that can help bike ride, and hmm. and yeah, and it just it just kind of picked up from from yeah. there. That's um, amazing. I mean, this yeah. is
0: obvious, but like, what a need, obvious, you know?
1: Yeah, and I mean, what we love about triathlon um, in particular is it's such an inclusive sport um, Mm -hmm. as it is. I mean, the, you know, you've got, if you think of a triathlon race, you have, you know, pro athletes, age groupers, you've got kids, um, para athletes, you know, people, all different shapes and sizes and abilities that are out there at the same time, um, on the same course, you know, facing the same elements that, that everyone's facing. And, and, um, so naturally it's, it's an inclusive sport. And so what we like about, um, para triathlon is, is giving those people that have disabilities an opportunity to, to be out there in an inclusive environment. Um, we're not, you know, the separate group of people with disabilities that are doing something at a different time of day. You know, we're in the mix with everyone else. Yeah. And that, that's, that's extremely important.
0: So where are you guys right now? Give us like a little snapshot of. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So being in Chicago, it's nice and chilly and snowy <laughs> out. Um, yeah. so yeah. So during the off season now, um, for us Midwesterners, you know, we, we are training indoors. Um, we do a lot of swimming, um, indoor run clinics, a lot of strength training. We were just talking about strength training and the importance of that, but yeah, we're gearing up. Um, we're gearing up for the season already. So we just went through some pretty intensive strategic planning for the next three years. Um, so a lot of focus on growth, just serving more individuals, um, locally um as well as as nationally and so yeah so the next three years will be exciting and and um hiring some more staff and and yeah it's it's, yeah it's all good stress right yes (laughs) yes
0: um and you guys have how many camps now a year do you put on yeah
1: so we put on um so so we have three three camps we're gonna we're gonna be adding a fourth one um But we start off with, um, we have an injured military camp, um, and that's in conjunction with Leon's Triathlon in Hammond, Indiana. The weekend right after that, we're up in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin, for our adult uh, paratriathlon camp. And that's kind of like our premier event um, for the year. We get about 50 athletes um, from all over the country, some different parts of the world, actually, um, to participate in that. And then we also have a a kids' camp in July that takes place at 63rd Street Beach. So, yeah, looking to add one more camp this year uh, in July just because we're, yeah, 50 people was a lot at at our adult camp. So we need to, we don't want to compromise quality um, by adding too many people. So
0: Sure, that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, and if, if anybody listening wants to learn more, you can go to the, your website. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah Dare to try with the number two in yeah. there, uh, .org. But, yeah, yeah. always looking yeah. for volunteers. Yes. Um,
0: yeah, oh, that's the other thing I was going to say, too. Is since you've become a part of EDGE, yeah, it's been neat to see some partnership growing and, um, yeah, and to just see some of the EDGE members that have been volunteering and participating in some of like the races and training sessions you guys hold that's it's that's really awesome yeah
1: yeah we're excited we have a um we have a charity team called race to raise this year Mm -hmm. for the chicago marathon and uh, this year we're partnering with edge to uh to to lead the the marathon training for for these uh 23 athletes that are on our charity team so um yeah i'm excited super excited about that yeah
0: that's great yeah, yeah. You're also an ambassador for Lululemon. That's Tell me correct. a little bit about that. I know that's like more recent. I think yeah, or the last year or two. Yeah, yeah. What does that entail?
1: Yeah, so I uh, I'm ambassador for Lululemon. Um, there's multiple stores here in the city, um, and myself and I believe there's six other ambassadors we represent. The store, two stores on Mich- the one on Michigan Avenue, um, and Russian Walton store. So they call it the mega store. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a it's a great um, it's a great little gig. They uh, um, they were basically looking for community influencers to not just um, promote the brand and what Lululemon represents um, as far as um, you know a, a clothing brand that that supports people that are um, active, um, mindful, and and you mm-hmm. know things like that. And, and so, yeah, so we're looking for community influencers that were doing stuff in their community that are getting people out there moving essentially and sweating. So yeah, so this is year two of my, um, ambassadorship. It's been a ridiculously awesome experience. Um, they, they sure like to spoil their, uh, (laughs) their ambassadors, um, in, in good ways and, and, um, and not, not specifically speaking about product, but mostly for me experience, um, had an opportunity to to go to Whistler twice this year as wow. a, uh, um, they call them Pace Beaver. So Pace Beaver uh, is a pacer for their Seaweeds Half Marathon. I um, went to their Ambassador Summit. Um, and so a lot of focus on personal development. Um, I mean, they really do a great job of supporting you as an individual and whatever that is, um, as an athlete, as an entrepreneur, as a huh. coach yeah i am extremely <laughs> blessed to be a part of that group too so yeah excited for for this um for this year yeah we'll see what what else they have in store for us
0: yeah that's great um and you you've also gotten into yoga more recently yeah is that due to like part of your involvement with yeah, or, yeah yeah i mean i
1: think naturally yeah. i mean they're um yeah they 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 do a lot of work with yoga studios and, and mindfulness and, mindfulness and, yeah yeah and it's um something i was never really um, too involved with, uh, you know, a few years back, but, um, just learning more about it. One, it's, it's, you know, the, the mental benefits and, and, um, of, of yoga. It, it helps, you know, just, like I said, calm that chatter that's Mm -hmm. in my head. Um, Mm -hmm. just kind of gives me a break, whether that's in the middle of the day or, um, sometimes to start the day, but also obviously the, you know, the physical benefits of it. I mean, as a runner, me personally, I am a, like very tight hips, very tight hamstrings and and um not flexible at all, but um it's a good opportunity obviously to to you know stretch and yeah. um you know just kind of warm the body in that way that you know has you know recovery elements to uh-huh. it too, so yeah. yeah, yeah, I need to stay consistent with that, so uh
0: yeah that's tough, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: it's important though yeah it's it's so important we have we have a class at edge. Um, that Fran coaches and, um, it's really been neat to see the growth with that club. They've added another one and, um, yeah, just how much the, you know, runners or triathlete, whatever your primary sport is, you're benefiting from, yeah, doing the yoga and the stretching and mindfulness. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you're planning on doing this year with your own athletic, you know, goals and uh, like what's coming up for you.
1: Yeah, so um, so I just started the uh, the spring half marathon training program with Edge. Um, yeah, decided since last year was um, a run focus year for me, I was shooting to um, yeah to run Chicago Marathon and, and hopefully Boston qualify there there was some injuries at the end of the year that kind of, you know, held me back and then they changed the time qualifications too for Boston kind of a few yeah. weeks prior to that, which, Great. which, so, so I kind of knew that um, Boston was, was um, maybe a little bit out of reach um, at the end of last year, which I was fine with. I was, was comfortable with um, going into the race with, with that and just kind of seeing what happens and, and enjoying the day. Yeah, so I, I had some injuries that I had to um kind of take care of this at the at the end of um this past year and um yeah, I think I'm I'm healthy now, so I'm back at it with with the spring training. So um looking at Illinois Half Marathon um in April and then uh, yeah, doing Chicago Marathon again, um great. shooting shooting for Boston again. So
0: That's great. I love it. That's awesome. And had you been healthy this year, it would have been there for you. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you trained so. so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah I it know was, how much you trained. But. Yeah, it was a, yeah. it
1: was a, it was a good year as far as training and getting back into it and um, meeting, you know, all the people that we kind of suffered along with. And those, mm-hmm. those, those miles um, definitely made us all stronger as individuals and as a group. I think.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah is there anything that, that we haven't covered that you wanted to share before? I'm going to ask a a couple final questions. Sure. Anything else that you wanted to put out there?
1: Um, oh, that's a great, uh, that's a great question. Um, Yeah. I think I always like to bring it back to, uh, dare to try a little bit, you know, we talked a little bit about volunteers, but, um, you know, and having access to resources and things like that. And, um, you know, one thing that, um, some, some of us, including myself, take for granted is, you know, if I want to go out for a run, you know, all I need to do is put on my, my gym shoes or or, or running shoes and, and go out there. And, and it's, it's very accessible for me. Whereas, um, you know, some of the athletes that we work with need a specialized piece of equipment. Yeah. You know, if they want to go, a wheelchair user wants to go out for a, uh, for a jog or a run, they need a piece of equipment um, that costs roughly $3,000. So, um, so the things like that, you know, adaptive equipment that are barriers to people that have disabilities, um, is, is unfortunate, but, you know, we're trying to, you know, help as as best we can, um, whether it's through equipment, through volunteers, um, through communities like edge, um, you know, that welcome, um, people of all abilities, um, to, you know, to, uh, to just lead healthier,
0: healthier lifestyles. Hmm. Yeah. Well said. Thanks for that. Sure. Um, yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, I wanted to circle back to, to the beginning of, of what we were talking about too. And just, you know, thank you for your honesty about your own personal journey last year and, um, and follow that up with any specific like support you would give to somebody else who, you know, maybe is an athlete and, um, and facing a, you know, a challenge or a dark time, or, you know, it's very likely that we've all struggled with some sort of mental health issue, or at least we know somebody who has. And so, um, you know, you're somebody who's, who's really fought hard and has found resources to help yourself. So yeah, just any like support or advice you would.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for me, I'm the type of person that I don't like to burden people, you know, um, if there's something that I'm going through, whether it's a challenge or me overthinking something or, or something's just giving me a ton of anxiety, um, I don't necessarily like to put that on somebody else. So that even if I'm, um, you know, I know that I should be communicating and, 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 and asking for help because sometimes it's just so overwhelming that, that it's, it's hard to kind of um, manage that on your own. So I spent years of bottling things up Trying to work through it on my own and um, and that that hasn't worked. you know that generally it snowballs into more anxiety. and so what I've learned and and have started to practice over the last year is um, is reaching out to those friends and, and family members um, just so they just to have an outlet or it could be just someone to to listen. Uh, i mean i i've had to create a a team um a support team of mm. a few friends and and um and family members and doctors to um um that i know and and, and there's a plan in place if I, if i'm feeling you know really cruddy one day like there's a, you know there's a first person i i kind of go to on that list and if mm-hmm. it's um if it's something else there's another person that i might be reaching out to but mm-hmm. um for me, I I needed that plan because sometimes I could be my own worst enemy. Um, mm, sure. and just kind of make things worse. Um, because I am an overthinker. I, I, I don't mm. like, I don't like to put people out and, and I, mm. I know that's not what we're essentially doing. We have so many, you know, people around us that are willing to help. It's just actually taking the step to do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, my advice is to, to find someone, um, or, uh, or a group that you're comfortable Mm -hmm. with, with talking to. And that, Mm -hmm. um, that has helped me. And, and I think it, it it can help a lot of others out there.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Really, really great support. Yeah. Don't isolate and, and, um, share, share what you need. Right. And people can't read your mind. That's what somebody once told me. (laughs) Right. So yeah, we need to sometimes be our own advocate, but I like what you said about a plan. That's, that's really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. No matter how maybe in depth it needs to be, but just like, yeah, having something tangible to go to, sure. um, that sounds really healthy. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And Absolutely. you know, Dan um is somebody who he's said to me that he's an open book. So, uh-huh. um so if anybody, yeah, is listening and wants to to chat with him um or something hit home, you know, to you with with in regards to something that he said on the podcast today, I'm sure he would be willing yeah, to talk to you. You can easily find him, yeah, through <laughs> everything that he's involved in. So, Yeah. um, Well, thanks, Dan. This has been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And um, yeah, we just really appreciate you sharing part of your story with us and a little bit of like all of your involvements and commitments. Um, It's really awesome. And just um, thank you for everything that you're doing, you know, in the athletic community. Um, Yeah, just very, very grateful. Like you are a part of something greater than yourself that you've created that is just like giving people tons of joy. So.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Well, for I appreciate what you. It.
0: Do. Yeah. Thanks, Laura. Yeah. All right. Bye, Dan. Bye. Thanks so much to Dan for being on this episode and sharing part of his story with us, as well as sharing more about his passion for Dare to Try and everything else he's involved with. Apologies to everyone as this podcast was a bit late in coming out, but we are finally back at it. And as always, feel free to follow Edge Athlete Lounge on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to keep up with what's going on. Happy spring and happy training.